some things that we may not know about what they actually do. Um, and the big one is what they require from us as their church community or some things that they might ask of us. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't know how you guys want to do this. Do you just want to question by question and pass it along or just want to see Pauline's <laughs> stuff? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so the first question, what victories or triumphs or successes have you seen and how have they encouraged you or shown you God at work? The thing that first came to me when I read that question was um, just a huge encouragement one week when after scripture we go and have coffee over here. And so it's not about the coffee, but it was about the 15 year old boy who came up to me while we were sitting there having coffee and said, Hello, oh, he said, You used to teach me scripture. And I said, Oh, okay. I didn't recognise him at all, but he, I said, did you enjoy scripture? He said, it was my favourite lesson of the week. And he said, and I, and I, we give the Bible out to the children at the end of um, year six, isn't it? Or the beginning of year six? Anyway. He said, I read my Bible every night. This is just some random boy that God knows, but he said, I, my mother thinks I'm a bit too serious about it or something. So he said, I'd really love to go to church, but my mother won't let me. And um, But when I'm old enough to make my own decisions, I want to go to church. So I don't know, I can't even remember his name, but God knows who he is. And I just was very encouraged by that little encounter with him. And I said to him, actually, our church is going to be building maybe a building across the road, at, you know, the Ush. If you see a church happening over there one day, you might like to join us. <coughs> anyway, that was just very encouraging. Um, just um, maybe to give a little background, I was hoping Pauline would do it because she is our um, official um, scripture coordinator. <laughs> but I just thought that uh, just uh, to fill in some gaps perhaps in people's minds, we started teaching scripture at Blackpool School in... Uh, uh, what was 100 it? years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. When, when, when Hannah was four years old. There you go. How old are you now, Hannah, if you don't mind? 30. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. so this lady um, who's been teaching um, at, at Blackpool School for years and years, and she taught every single year. <laughs> wanted to finish up there and somehow she managed to find us and then we had a meeting and then uh, it just started with me and Pauline and Sophia and I think Richard. Yes. Yeah. So so, so that, that long. <laughs> um, and now so it's Blackwell School and um, we, we um, team teach in the sense that there is a team um, but it's assembly style with uh, um, Pauline, Kim, and Sophia. Generally, Kim does kindy, then Sophia and uh, Pauline and Kim do years one, two, three, four in two classes. And for many years, I taught either on my own or with Neil Jansen's or with uh, with Nathan. Um, and yeah, prayer point. I'm the only one for <laughs> year five and six. So that's a prayer challenge. So that's 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 it. And um, the school has been 
I don't know if it's a victory to our success, but it's been wonderful in terms of openness. And we just think it's from the top down. Uh, Mrs. Huxwell and you know, a lot of them, the, the teachers in the key roles, have been just been very open to us and very supportive. Um, uh, so just little things for me, when uh, triumphs, victories, successes, when the lesson works well, when the children are engaged and they listen, when I have supportive, supervising teachers who help with class behavior, and uh, one specific one that I'd like to share a few years ago, um, this teacher, so you know, you start teaching and it's not just the children who listen, the teachers listen too. And uh, you know, I try to make the lesson really, you know, I share from my life, my struggles, what prayer means, prayer talking with God, making it just, you know, real, you know, uh, my day-to-day, -day, what it means in my day-to-day -day life. And you know, lo and behold, this teacher starts to talk to me after class and then she asks me to start praying for specific things in her family and then we have these conversations afterwards. So that for me was just a real highlight of, uh, of my teaching experience. There are many other things, but I guess so. Um, I was thinking about it and one of the things that popped into my head firstly, it's just something very small but particularly in the beginning, um, kids that I was meant to kind of catch up with and it was like at the beginning I didn't have any kind of, I wasn't on their central system so I couldn't find where these kids were and Prince would say, can you go talk to this kid? I don't know how to find them. <laughs> so I'd just go into the playground and somehow the kids, I would just find them or they would find me. And it's like, this was in a school with 600 kids and kind of just, I don't know how to find them, but they just do, and I just did. And so that's something that I, I think is a testament to God. And it's not like there was a big miracle that came out of it. We were just able to connect and chat and yeah, but just those small things um, definitely are like little victories. Um, I find that most of the kids are pretty happy to come out and like share their stories or chat with me. Um, don't have many like kids that you know don't want to come out or do things um, with my programs or things like that. So that's definitely just a, a blessing. Um, um, and I run a few different programs in the school and. Um, often in that, uh, there's some special moments that happen either between me and the kids or between the kids themselves. Um, um, so I think they're little victories and successes as well. Um, and I think also, which you guys are probably more connected to, but Bree is definitely a, a huge blessing to be able to have connected with her and her to be connected with this church. So, yeah. Um. Victories for me have been in the Ush Centre here. It's been probably more recent than anything because when I took on the job, they said connect with the families. So I perched myself out there at the front gate for this is the key position to say hello and have a chinwag and get to know the parents, the fathers and the mothers. But I realised it was a drop-off zone. Kids' mums are happily got shopping and they don't have that time to talk. And I sort of assumed that might be the problem, but I pushed myself there. Hello, big walking arms, and they're smiling, and shh, they're out. Get your back, get your back, where are you? You don't want your arm. I like, okay, all right, so bye, bye, smile. And that went on and on and on. And I said to myself, this is not working. It's a facial greet, yes. I'm not saying it's all wrong. It's delaying the platforms of the foundations and building upon them. 
But I decided, no, we're going to have a community dinner uh, to really spend some quality time uh, with these families. So we organised a community dinner in the hall here. The church got involved, people came along. John can make uh, some awesome brownies, salt the evening, cream on top. People went home. Filled and delighted. But the thing that I think they were delighted most of was the community engagement aspect. And we had a lot of single mums that night. We had one mum here with four kids. Uh, she was out back changing nappies. Uh, he grabbed some, my friend over here grabbed some nappies and we got them still stuck in the cupboard for future community dinners. But it was, it was interesting. From that moment, those ladies that were here on the community dinner don't rush at the gate anymore. They actually stay there and say hello and talk to me now. So we've broken the ice. They actually see that the value that they've seen as, hey, okay, this guy's keen about my struggles. He knows that they now know that there's other church members from that community dinner that know my struggles. So I think for me is finding that avenue to cement those relationships deep into the community so that actually... And the kids came to that night now are even more connected. And the fact now that we actually have devotions that I do every Wednesday morning here, it's really cementing. And they're actually coming out and talking about God's stories. So they're actually open and the parents know that it's a Christian a child care centre. Kathy, in the last few months when she was going to a new position, actually had some run-ins with the parents who were complaining. She says, you know this is a Christian with child care centre, don't you? Because they had some problems about the religious aspect. And she was straightforward, just laid it out there, this is a Christian place, this is our values, this is who we are, and this is how we rock and roll. doesn't mean we're going to oppress you, we're not going to Bible bash you, but we are very strong in who we are. And I think that has been the culture change for the Jewish Child Care Centre. Can I just tell you one other little story? But, um stands out from um, the time that we've been doing scripture, but one little, one week, Sophia, after, after the story, we're talking about being God's family and how we can choose to be in God's family. And she actually prayed a prayer and said, if you'd like, you can pray this prayer after me. Well, um, uh, the children all pretty much copied what she said, you know, you God, you God, and that kind of, I'd like to be part of your family. And they, they all pretty much copied it and she said, Amen. But after the lesson, um, one little boy came up to me and he was really quite, as the children were heading out, she, he said, Mrs. Phil, Mrs. Phil, he said, well, if you just prayed that prayer in your head, would God still receive it? And he said, definitely. <laughs> if, if any of the prayers were going to be received as such, it would be that little heart. And I don't know, I can't remember who he was or what, but, or where he is now, but that's encouraging just to hear that. Okay, so the next one, um, tell us about some challenges or frustrations and maybe what you have been learning through them. Okay, just um, my challenge, I suppose, but previous challenge, oh, oh well, okay, the thing that comes to my mind now is just a future challenge, I suppose, of um, I've always valued having Nathan with me. Um, you know, he's much younger, and of course, and the, the language that he uses perhaps is more 
relevant to the children and um, yeah, so I'm, I'm seeing more and more, well, and also just a practical thing and an emotional support thing that I would love to, to share the, the teaching with someone um, with me, yeah, uh, but um, and the thing is, I just don't want anyone, <laughs> I, it's too special. It has to be someone who would have a love for the children and who believes in this work. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd um, like to echo that also, that I feel like um, we've been doing it for what, 26 years? And it would be really nice I feel to be able to bit by bit, maybe even hand over, um, even just to share, first of all, the experience with anyone who'd like to maybe just join us on you know, a random day just to have a new generation, I guess, starting to step into this place. And we don't actually, there's a little bit of urgency in that even that we don't know how long we will have this opportunity for. In Victoria, they can't do scripture anymore. It's been voted out. So, and they tried to get it out of New South Wales and Queensland, but um, those, those states have still retained it. So I don't know how they do it all, but, but yeah, that would be, you know, I think, the hand it over to another generation that I still see it as important. Um, I think a challenge is um, running programs is great, but it's sometimes challenging to balance my role in as a chaplain and then part teacher kind of idea and trying to balance um, just because you build a lot of trust when you're on a one-on-one space and when it's in a group and you have to have boundaries that are more defined and more harsh really and so that can be difficult and challenging. Um, also just with like, just the kids go through hard things. There's a lot of kids that go through hard things, and so just pray for the kids. We have a lot of kids who's like, uh, just separation of parents, um, families, um, friendships is a huge thing at the moment. They're all the kids having friendships that are breaking up and just a lot of fights in that. Um, parents that have had cancer, parents that have passed away, um, children who have been removed from families and in the foster care system. Um, yeah, lots and lots of things that kids are having to, to go through and so just pray over them. Um, challenges for me is uh, future activities for the young people that we meet here. Yes, they get the devotion and so forth like that. I'm looking for an opportunity of commitment to faith. And from that opportunity of commitment to faith into mentoring slash discipleship, especially for the upper prime. So that's the challenge for me. This is a grand opportunity. We've seen the statistics as far as meet and greet is very wide within the Bush community here. We can meet and greet. There's a part of me, I don't know if it's the cynical side or the critiquing uh, governance issue in my mind that goes, so what? You meet and you greet them. So what? What's next? Because I know that there are missing elements in that that are a challenge for me and a concern for me. I'm not saying it's wrong what we're doing, although you know, people will come to faith, I think, but I think God's asking me and the challenging of the church is how do we get to train in how to work a crowd like Jesus would work a crowd. The doors occurs 
He knew the woman at the well. He did this lovely conversation and making them feel safe and breaking down the boundaries. Um, so I've got to tiptoe this nice thing is making changes and helping them see uh, how we can work a crowd so that it's more relevant uh, and things. So we're going to have to do with the community dinners and any community activities in the future is work with the team somehow uh, to, to understand what we're about and that the church has a little bit, bit more pushback in that area. It's not an event. It's not an event where you just celebrate Christmas, hand out polls on there, there was a talk and gone, tick the box and go. It's deeper than that. None of us could get to that deep sense of us moving forward in that area. And that, then we're going to lose a lot of opportunities. So that's the challenge for me. Kids, finding mentoring, and how to have the church influence the wish to understand pinnacle moments during the year. jump to the one about big prayers so some maybe some things that you've been that have been kind of stirring in you that some big visions or ideas or goals that you think are way too out here that might not be attainable but actually you're daring to pray them anyway because God can do whatever he wants to do I have never been a prayer of big prayers <laughs> So my prayer really is just, um, it's a small prayer and it's very personal. It's um, for me to be faithful um, and also for um, for me to be able, for us to be able to share this special work with people who, um, who have a love for this and who believe in it. Yeah, that would be my prayer. Well, I suppose just, um, I'm not sure if this is a big thing, but um, the prayer, my prayer would be for um, just Wednesday, Wednesday mornings and Tuesday nights. If anything's going to go wrong, it sort of happens on, the, on those days. And I'm spiritual. The time what? Yeah, no, that's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one, one, yeah, that was a bit of a meeting. I, I was on my, on my way to scripture, all dressed up, ready to go, and got in the car and realised, oh no, I've locked my keys in the house. How am I going to, can't drop the car, the house is locked, how am I going to do this? So rang up Daryl, what will I do? He says, it's all right, just get the ladder, put the ladder, <laughs> put the ladder out the front, in front of the, um, the you know, on the gutter. Now climb up the ladder, he's on the phone, I'm up there, climbing up the ladder, I think I saw him in my shoes on and everything. Now, okay, climb up to the, whatever that gutter, you know, not the gutter, but across the top of the roof, the ridge thing. But that was probably an example of one one day when I, when things just if it's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong. On, <laughs> it'll go wrong on, on Wednesday. So I appreciate prayers on Tuesday night and Wednesday, especially. 
Um, I think something that um, even maybe potentially wanting to start um, this year and pretty soon is having a youth space. Um, not a youth group, um, just don't have the numbers or yeah, the manpower to do that, but um, just a youth space for potentially for yeah, our kids here that are in high school and um, just for people that we know and that we can connect with. Um, yeah, so like green, people like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, hoping that um, starting back up barbecues for Mother's Day and Father's Day. Um, so, yeah, just turn around, around those spaces too. I think my ultimate prayer is that the young people here have an experience of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, when I'm not necessarily talking a Pente Pentecostal experience, it may be but an experience where they actually know that God is real rather than having an academic ideology got in it. So for me, through these activities that we run on the premises, I mean, I've got a dream out here. I always had this dream, putting up a, an open-air cinema, getting the kids running around with popcorn and parents bringing in their chairs and bean bags and just adding to that momentum of community thing, but giving them a sense of, their involvement, that they become stakeholders. Because there's a real trend statistically that people are coming to faith by rubbing and working alongside Christians. Yeah. It's a new style and type of mentoring and discipleship. So I, 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 that's my dream, whether it be through the words, it's the gospel straightforward, or a rubbing alongside shoulders with other Christians and saying, I want to be a part of your team. I like your maker. I like your God. I did one of the module trainings. We have to do this training to be accredited. You know? um, it's so clear, and it's a government thing. You are not allowed to proselytize as a scripture teacher. Huh? What do you mean? <laughs> because uh, it's like you cannot share the gospel in the same terms of preaching. You are not allowed. It's so clear. So what are we allowed to do? We are there to teach scripture to teach scripture, but everyone we know, Isaiah says the word of God is alive, you yeah. know, once you share it, it just does its job. <laughs> and so we, we share the gospel, we proselytize indirectly by being scripture teachers. We teach scripture, we teach about the stories in the Old Testament, about Jesus and that. And so that's my prayer is that well, God will have to do his work through his word yeah. as we just faithfully be the mouthpiece yeah. and be the faithful turn-uppers who just faithfully turn up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Speaking of scripture, um, is there for each of you any um, passages or yeah, scripture that have really either sustained you in the ministry or have stood out at certain points or that you, you, know, you really hold on to, to while you do what you do? Oh, this, oh, okay. So today in my, in my devotions, it's like, oh wow, what a coincidence. But the little children and Jesus, the little children were brought to him for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them in. See, he said, let the little children come to me. Don't hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as this. These. Um, so I hope and pray that our church will not be a hindrance to children, you know, we have this opportunity and not taking it, it's a form of, I guess, hindering. 
and Jesus said, don't, don't be a Hindu. And then, um, and then he says in the other one, I think two verse chapters before, how you actually can learn from children about faith. So we always conscious of, uh, and I think more of our Sunday school here, we're so conscious of teaching them. But I think when they come and they listen, there, is lesson, there are lessons there for us to learn about faith and humility and being open, you know? Um, but the real thing for me over the years, I am a default a warrior. I think about the future and I think of, you know, it's heavy. And even uh, scripture, uh, life, everything. And I, every Wednesday when I drive to scripture, there's this battle. And I said, I don't want to do this, Lord. I don't want to do this. It's too hard. You know, it's a battle. And then I am reminded of uh, something I always share with people because I think it helps them. So I apply to myself how, um, you know, the verse, I had to look for it. Um, Matthew, Second uh, Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. It's okay, I just go in weakness and his grace is sufficient for me. And the other one is Lamentations 3. The steadfast, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So I take from that, that as I'm driving, just pearl, just don't think about it. Just cast your anxiety on God. You still, as you're driving the scripture, you still don't have that resource. It's not for now. It's for when you step into that classroom, there's this fresh resource of grace that's only for that task. So that helps me so much. Mm. Yeah. Um, yes, I also had this battlefield happening. It's a bit like, I think Jeff last week was referring to that in that, um, that book that you had. Um, it is a battle. It's a battlefield. And... Um, I find myself, you know, I've spent my career, my working years as a teacher. I'm quite capable of putting together some sort of a lesson and and um, yet I get there going, driving up to scripture and I feel myself just really, oh, it's just too hard. I can't do this. But I kind of, of course, you know, I've got to do it. I'm, I'm committed to it. So I get out of the car and as I go into scripture, I often say a verse from Isaiah, which, which you should know. Um, Don't be afraid. Behold, I am with you. I will hold, <laughs> I will hold you by the right hand. What a beautiful picture is that? So I walk into, the, into that space um, yet again. 26 years later, still with that prayer of thank you, God, that you're holding me by the right hand. Um, I didn't really have one, <laughs> um, but I something uh, more recently that I um, had felt like was like a verse that I have now put up in one of the um also in Isaiah, and a similar kind of thing, so Isaiah 43, and just that Israel is God's chosen people and that he's called them and that he's faithful to them even when they are unfaithful and so just that passage about his faithfulness and 
that he's making new things happen and making springs in the desert and ways in the wilderness. Sounds like we should be reading Isaiah. I'm in the wrong book. Um, <laughs> this year I decided I'd uh, have a crack at reading the Bible from Genesis right to the end. And the um, depressing thing that hit me and got really dressed this over Christmas, Christmas is good. When Christmas comes, my wife wants to take off and have parties and rock and roll and meet and greet. After a school year, I'm going this way. So we're in two opposite directions. So I said, honey, I'm sorry, I'm not going to your religious today. I'm going to read the Bible. Uh, to her horror, but to God's delight. <laughs> I did. And I got up to chapter 4 in Genesis. And it's a, it's a sad story of Cain and Abel, two brothers, uh, probably looking for the Lord's favour, but one of them does the right thing and the other one holds back on his giving. And I think for me, sometimes when I come to Ush, because I usually come straight from Wilmot Chaplaincy, and I'm just getting my head out of Wilmot and the issue thinking, oh, when's I, when I get back in, I've got to address this issue, this issue, and tick them off. But I've got to get my mind ready for Ush within a half an hour travelling here to start to refocus. And I make good attempts, but whenever I get a knockback from the behaviour or something, and I'm pretty good at taking knockbacks, but when you get them at Wilmot and then you start getting them here, you start to get jaded and the shield of the Word of God starts to become a little bit dinted. You see my shield, you know, put it all over everywhere. So um, I then tend to not bring my best offering. If a kid becomes awkward, I start to disengage and go, well, I'll, I'll just have to win it through this shift because you're not really going well. Or the circumstances start dictating the attitude rather than God's attitude dictating to the circumstance. I know we're all vulnerable and we're human. So my question is, how do I look after myself knowing that I am human? But knowing sometimes I've got to bring my best gift. My best, the best I can with my human frailties. And God really really hit home on this, not just in my tithes, but in everything. Bring the best you can. Because God really hit me straight after Christmas. Two frozen shoulders, three cracked teeth that dropped out, one snapped in the gum, and I've got to get it drilled out. And all of a sudden, what's going on? God, I just wanted a break. Don't you know it's January? What is wrong with you? Get alive. Seriously, how much more? I've had it all year. It's my break time. Did you hear that? My break time. And God said, no. Nah, we've got some work to do. And these trials and these errors that are going your way, this was number one. We worked out through my wife who pays um, tax. She doesn't pay the... She gets a big lump sum when tax time comes around. We realised we weren't tithing on that. And God said, you need to get back through your books. Now look how much you've been ripping me off. <laughs> you're you're cane. You're bringing a few little bits of grain and sprinkling them in front of me. And that's okay. God's forgiving. But he says, no. Nah, if you bring that in your tithes, how much are you bringing that sort of attitude into your work? So the question for me and the challenge for me is how do I look after myself? But at the same time, know that I'm human and I don't need to work for God's favour. But I need to be honourable and respectful before we start. The last one we might finish up on is what do you require of us? What would you ask of us as your church community? And I, when I sent you guys the email, I said something to the effect of um, do you need us to show up? Do you need us to, to um, support you with resources? Pray for you? Um, like, What would you actually ask of us? Checking in with you. What do we need to do to, to, to support you as your church family? I guess my, my answer to that would be 
if you just can think of us, particularly as I've been saying, on Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning as we arrive, that'd be great, just to pray for just a quiet confidence, I guess, and just to know that God is there, walking with us into that space. It is a battle for <laughs> I've shared already for um, people to have this part um, for Sita and Sinjana's. Uh, yeah, I think I've also kind of shared, but um, for the for barbecues, like practically um, for Mother's Day and Father's Day, um, showing up there and yeah, for your prayer to protect the spaces that God um, has already cultivated in the schools and the kids. This is a challenge for me because, number one, I'd like your prayers. I think I'm mostly praying. That's um, my help for the Ush, and not just for me, but for the staff and the other Christian workers here. We do have lost a few workers, gained a few. One of them is a Christian, so that's that's helpful. And she's actually said she just loves the fact that we're praying before we start each year. So she feels like she's found a second home from her own home. Um, the challenge for me is this. We do need help with the devotions on a Wednesday morning here. I carry most of the weight of that, and I'm happy to, don't get me wrong. Got to get here reasonably early and do a few thoughts and things. So we do need, if you've got some time in the morning, it's not an ideal time for lots of people who work. I know that, understand, but I need to, to acknowledge we do need probably some input there. Um, and we have the homework club, which is Wednesday afternoon, also that we need some people that are good at uh, grammar, I went to school to speak more good so don't ask me to help the kids out in that area. <laughs> um, actually, I'm oh, no, distracting. They did a spelling test down at Claremont Meadows when I was chaplain down there. I only got second in the class. Because he's not like, I'm going to do this test. I'm going to send it to the kids. Oh my gosh. And then when I put up, you've got 10 right. I put up my five right. <laughs> the kids loved it, especially the kids who couldn't spell the so They said, oh man, you're like us, you've got no idea what you're doing. Um, where was I going with this? But, um, so we need the devotions, we need the Wednesday night, um, the Wednesday afternoon. The big thing I think is more crucial is when we have big activities such as the community teas and other things like that, I think that's when the church can really zero in. I'm saying I understand from the church's perspective it is only one of the expressions of the many expressions this church wants to do. So when you have many expressions, Everyone has to work out where God is calling them to that. And I want to say, from the church perspective, I respect that and I understand it. I also would just like to say, even though it's a battle, God has given us a really special connection with, the, you know, when you're working alongside someone who's, am I making sense? Um, just working along, working together with, well at the moment with Pearl and Tim and Sophia and myself, we actually finished with a, a cup of coffee over here at St Clair. So if anyone would like to join us on a Wednesday at, at about 1.30 for a coffee to find out what happened in scripture that day, you'd be very welcome if you're able. But that's a really special um, it's, over the years, it's kind of been the balance of the battle, and then often, I must admit, I think, oh, don't think about the battle, think about the coffee. <laughs> <laughs>